Happy Kwanzaa, everybody. We're about to talk about whether black relationship gurus have ruined black love and the time a date I met on Hinge tried to beat the shit out of me on this episode of Cultured. Because people be telling me that I need to get more enthusiastic and stuff. So don't be like making fun of me while I'm trying to be enthusiastic in the camera. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Cultured episode six. Take one. Not the Yo. <laughs> Yeah, I got to mark it right. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining me for another episode of Cultured. Uh, you know what? Thank you so much for your support. The six of you that have been watching this podcast over the past couple weeks. Uh, make sure that you like this video. Make sure you comment below. If you haven't subscribed already, subscribe to the channel. Hit that uh, little bell so you know when the new video comes up because I be talking shit um, and I want you guys to hear it. So uh, share it with your friends too. Um, thank you so much for uh, for joining me. I really don't have a lot to say. Uh, make sure you guys follow me on Instagram, Keenan J. Floyd, K-E-N-A-N-J-F-L-O-Y-D, as well as Twitter. It's the same handle. And um, I got some big news. 2023 marks my 20th anniversary of doing comedy. So I've decided that at the end of the year, I'm going to record an album, but I need to work on the material. So I'm going to be actually going from city to city next year on what I call the Vicennial, which stands for, which means 20 years, the Vicennial Millennial Comedy Tour. And my first stop on the tour is going to be in West Hartford, Connecticut on January 27th at the Elbow Room. Make sure you guys okay. get tickets. I'm actually going to put the link down below so that you guys can uh, click, check it out. Uh, we've sold a bunch of tickets already, so make sure you get your tickets immediately because it's going to be sold out soon. So again, the Bicennial Millennial Comedy Tour starting January 27th in Hart West Hartford, Connecticut at the Elbow Room. And also, you can also go to my website, KeenanJeromeFloyd.com for more dates as they come in. So, let's get into it. I am joined today... By my very good friends, very funny friends, Reggie Williams out of Detroit. What up, though? And Shaquana, sorry, Shaquana Cochran. Hi, guys. Out of Hartford, Connecticut. Hey. I'm so glad that you guys are joining joining me. You know, this is actually the first time 
that I'm having guests on this podcast. Oh, okay, cool. I feel honored then. Right? Yeah, you, I know, this right? Is his, this is historic for me. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, these yeah. And and I think I picked I think I picked the best, the best two guests. Um I well, what, with, what made you pick me? What made you pick me? I'm very, very, very First of all, Shaquana, you're hilarious. Oh, we had oh. we had Shaquana we had Shaquana on um the last podcast I did um, but it was like years ago. It was like a couple years. Yeah, it was like it was like a year ago, years some change ago. Was it was it before the pandemic? It was like 2020. 2020? Yeah, it was like 2020, 20, early 2021. Yeah. yeah, I've been chasing that high ever since. I got I'm a done. podcast game. Nice. Well, why you pick me, bro? Right, we want to know why you pick, why you pick me, man. Because no I was funny. Why you pick Reggie? Because <laughs> Reggie has a nice lineup. <laughs> no, real talk, it is crispy. Yeah, it man. is crispy. See, I'm, like sitting crispy. Here, I'm sitting here with this hat on. Mm. Oh, because <laughs> Reggie make me want to put my hair hat bonnet on. Honey. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> I stay in the barber chair. <laughs> At least you still well, got your hairline, Reggie. It's fine. You know what I'm saying? Hold on to it by a thread, man. It's thinning. Look, it's right there. It's thinning. It's too perfect. Too perfect. It's thinning. I now, I now understand the important, the important relationship between a black man and his barber. Bruh. I understand because, to be honest with you, my dad used to cut my hair when I was a kid. My dad used to cut my hair when I was a kid, and I was a Jehovah's Witness. So it was a goofy haircut. Oh, I mean, it was some hair, but it wasn't like he wasn't—he wasn't giving me no real shape ups. He wasn't putting no lines. He wasn't giving me no fades. Yeah, it's that feed, that like, field work taper. He was just like, I don't want you to have an afro at the Kingdom Hall. Yeah, I'm done. That's mm -hmm. it. That's all. That's all it was. It was not. It was not about no style. But then I got a Dominican barber. And it was over. After poppy, that. poppy, different. Poppy, yeah, different. Poppy, I was Poppy Chulo. I had the, uh, I had the thin sideburns. The thin he sideburns. He gave baby hair to a point. Uh -huh. <laughs> I had the fade. I got the Adidas. <laughs> the Adidas mark in the side of my head. As my, as my headline started going back, it still was tight. It was still tight. It'd be all the way the fuck back here, but it was still tight. Mm -hmm. The cul-de-sac, the the square ass cul-de-sac. I'm done. It's like someone hit me with a square shovel on top of my head. Dog. Right. It was it was it was dope. But now I uh, I grew my beard out over the pandemic. So I go to a barber now to get my beard shaped up, which I actually have an appointment tomorrow. But uh I'm going tomorrow uh and 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 we make appointments and we make sure that we keep our appointments. That's right. That's how it is with nails for girls. Yes. I got to make my appointment this week, but. Yes, yep. yes. I use yeah. Booksy. Shout out to Ivan. He's my barber. Nice young cat. I walked down the street to him. Yeah. Um. Let me tell you something. Uh, last week, uh, a couple weeks ago, we had the Christmas party at my job. And I was pissed because white folks don't understand the importance of going to the barbershop. Like, if I'm working at your company for 70 hours a week, I'm obviously not getting off in time to be able to go to my barber. So you mean to tell me there's a party coming up on Friday and you ain't going to give me no time off to go to the barber? They don't get it. They don't get it. 
So I'm trying to rush to go to my party, to, to go to the barber for the party, all that shit. They're asking me to do my job and shit. <laughs> They're like, oh, can you... Uh, He's on the clock. Can you He's do on the this? Clock. No. I need to go get shaped up. But I need to look better than all y'all. Like, none of you, y'all go to Supercuts. I'm done. They're like, that's what you should have made. You should have made it. Was there Kurt. anybody that was worth getting a haircut for, though? That is the question. No. Because if white people don't care about getting haircuts, then you should have never, like, you straight the way you looked because you was going to look better than them anyway. Funny. Yeah, but I just, yeah. I, I, I just need to, I just need to stunt on them. I'm done. <laughs> I'm it done. was for me. You know how women, how how women begin BBLs, and we be like, "You don't need to get all that," and they like, "No, it's for me." It's for you. They ain't get it for them. They got it for something else. They ain't get it for them. <laughs> well, that's what they be saying. I got my they like I got my beard trimmed from me. So, <laughs> well, that's the only hair you got left, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I gotta take care of it. it. It's funny. It's funny how God works because He took all the hair on top. And put it all down here. I think I don't think nothing wrong with bald men, like long as you got a beard. Now, if you bald in the face and on the head, like you just done. Like I just, yeah, you, you, just, just yeah. get, you look like a mole rat. I just feel like that's what I'm saying. Don't love I, I, I don't want to look like a nut. You know what I'm saying? I, I just don't. Yeah. Like, I don't have scrotum face. You know what I'm saying? You just no hair nowhere. You know what I'm saying? I frown yeah, up. No, I think that, that is so unattractive. Funny. Uh, I'm gonna have to get a unit or something. And if you, no, and if real, you're skinny too, you walking around like a blow pop. People look at you like, how many licks does it take? <laughs> yeah, no, nah. I'm good. <laughs> I'm done. So today is the first day of Kwanzaa. Umo- Umoja, I think it's Umoja. I believe it's pronounced, which stands for Moja. unity. Mm-hmm. And uh, black folks, don't let white people uh, don't let white people try to tell you that uh, Kwanzaa is a fake holiday. Don't let them tell you it's a fake holiday because, to be honest with you, all the holidays are fake. Somebody came up with Halloween. Someone came up with Easter. Someone came up with Christmas. Someone came up with Hanukkah. Some people came. Somebody came up with Christopher Columbus Day. Now someone came up with Indigenous Day as well. Don't mm-hmm. let people uh, sidetrack you, like discourage you from celebrating Kwanzaa. Mm-hmm. Omoja community, black people, we need to be unified. We need to come together as a group. I think we need to take Kwanzaa more seriously. Now, Kwanzaa is an African-American holiday. It was created in 1966 by... Uh... <laughs> I want to tell you... I, I want. I want. We're going to roll down... We're going to roll... Because that's what we do on this podcast, guys. We roll down history. Mm-hmm. And Kwanzaa was created in 1966 by an American named Mulana Karenga. We so African American named Mulana Karenga. Um, you sure you saying his name right? Don't but sound like you confident in how you saying it. No, it's so. No, so he sound name, like them white teachers that don't want to <laughs> announce the name right. You know what I'm saying? All right. <laughs> Like you know damn well that's the kidney American. I can't okay, so this is how his name is spelled. I can't even pronounce this. It's 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 Molana for sure. 
but his uh, middle name is N D A B E Z I T H A. Okay, man, don't even you ain't even had to spell it. I, right when you oh, said the third letter, I lost it. Yeah, Nib- that sounds like Maulana Nebizida Kareng. I don't even know I'm how to pronounce you it. You went to Spanish. I don't Not even know how to pronounce it. I think I'm more Spanish. Call him Junebug. Call but, him Junebug. Junebug. But you know that's sure. like, no, that's real talk. His, that's, that's Uncle June right there for real. There you go. But but that's not even his <laughs> real name. His real name is Ronald McKinley Everett. Hey man, did that what See, you should have just said right there? Why are you trying to give us name? Like Uncle Ronald, honey. That's it. I don't like Kwanzaa no more. Forget it. Exactly. Like you just made that jump, Mac. I was thinking about doing it until you started trying to say his name. I said, I ain't got time for this, guy, honey. Right. I ain't got time for this. Hey. Give me something simple. You want every African name he's in like, the world. He's like, you know what? He was like, you know Fact. what? My life is not interesting enough. Ronald created Kwanzaa. Amen. I'm like, this name isn't even African. This name, he got a Mr. Spell toy. That's how we do when we want to be deep. You know what I'm saying? We want to be deep. We want to get all the African names and put them together. You know what I'm saying? Like, we Johanna Ashama Ashama <laughs> Sound like you speaking in tongues trying to say his name. Right. <laughs> you sound like that part in that Michael Jackson song. Uh, you mama say, Mama side, Mama Yeah, side. exactly. Mm-hmm. I'ma say my, but it says I'ma say what I'm say I'ma say what I'ma say I'm not gonna stop. That's what they say. It really say. <laughs> I like what I not what I heard. I be here. I'ma say I'ma say I'ma say I'ma say I'm not gonna stop. I'ma say I'ma say I'm not gonna stop. But that's what they say. That is that's what it says. I'ma say what I'ma say I'm not gonna stop. That's this, what they say. Oh, really there you go. Yes. Little no fact. Say this it again. Dude, this dude. I'ma say what I say. I'm not gonna stop. Okay. This dude took his hand and slammed it down on a keyboard and came up with his name. Oh, yeah. I'm done. But you know how you fake tight? Yep. Like he did one of those. Yeah. Yep. But he's in love with the T's. He's he was an activist and author and professor of Africana studies. Mm-hmm. Uh best known as the Pan-African and African American holiday Kwanzaa. I mean, is anyone in Africa celebrating Kwanzaa? That's a good uh, question. I'm not sure. I know. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm about to lie. I don't yeah, know. Don't ask me. I, I will not know. I mean, I dated a few Africans, but they ain't celebrate Kwanzaa. Yeah, yeah. they ain't celebrate Kwanzaa. They celebrate Christmas. You would have to ask Shuri. So, uh, guys, in the comments, if you African, because Africans listen to my podcast, if you African, my African listener, please comment <laughs> below and tell, let us know whether you uh, listen to if you uh, celebrate Kwanzaa, um, Kwanzaa is as African as Wakanda. So, um, right. I was just about to say that. (laughs) I mean, but I think we should embrace it. I think we should. There's a lot of good. So today is Omoja, if I'm pronouncing that right, unity. Mm. Um, But yeah, I want to, I only really want to get into this uh, conversation that we're about to get into. I think that the first black woman to say niggas ain't shit is Nancy Brown, the wife of Henry Box Brown. Mm. Henry Box. That's, Henry my, Box that's Brown. my theory. That's my theory. You know why I say that? Why? Because he just he up and just left her? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So for so for those of y'all <laughs> that don't know the history of Henry Box Brown, Henry Box Brown was a slave. Well, his name wasn't Henry Box Brown. But Henry Brown 
he was a slave that escaped Virginia by mailing himself in a wooden crate to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania in 1849. And he was married to Nancy Brown. And she was a slave. And they had three kids. And apparently, now to give to give Henry Box Brown the benefit of the doubt, his wife and children were sold prior to him mailing himself. He didn't just leave. Okay. He, he didn't he did he wasn't like I'm going to the market and then jumped in the box and mailed himself. Like they but he was so distraught that he's like, I must escape slavery. So I, I don't see why she would call say he ain't nothing. She it ain't like he just up and left us. She was sold, honey. You ain't around, so I got to go, honey. Bye. That's yeah. what I did. I did the same thing, Henry. I don't, I don't feel bad. So he could take no more. Bad that they were sold prior to him shipping himself, you know, through UPS. But uh, I mean, I mean that would it would have been cool. It's it, that would have been fine if Harriet Tubman didn't exist. Because Harriet Tubman, because Harriet Tubman ran to the north and then she went back. And that's when she. Yeah, yeah when but she I I say. take the box for two hundred, Alex. You want to know why? Because one, that's too much running. I don't got time. That's a lot. And then, then I'm pretty sure Harriet wasn't as nice as people tried. She, pretty sure she was a gangster slapping people that was crying. Like, shut the hell up. Like, let's go. Like, we she got to go. Like, you know like, y'all, oh. you know, if I was Harriet, I'd have left a couple people. I'm pretty sure she dropped a couple people. I don't know. You see, I'm telling you, you, she see, did. You see a picture of Henry Box Brown. You see photos of Henry Box Brown. He's like, yeah, because he could have easily been he could have easily been caught, but I take my chances with a box on a boat before oh. I go through the woods running with a dog chasing at me because I know I'm gonna stop after a while. Well, you, you know what he did, right? He moved to England and he married a white woman named uh, Jane Floyd, and then he spent the rest of his days as a magician. I, hey, man, Nancy Brown, I'm with you now. That right I'll when you said what he did. I went straight with Nancy. I'm, I'm, I'm done with Henry Box Brown. I, the first time I was going to I'm done with this dude, honey. And, and he did. He first tried to tell Harriet there was more of an efficient way to escape without and doing I all this walking. He, all he was trying to tell her that he was like, you see all these crates over here? He mm. was like, white people ain't trying to lift up these heavy crates. They definitely ain't going to damn sure look in them. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So he tucked away in the back. You know what I mean? Ain't nobody gonna lift this heavy box. The white man go. White man don't do no manual labor. So this, oh, this is heavy. He left it alone. Mm-hmm. Got over the way he was going and became a position. You know what I'm saying? No, he was doing it just. I um, respect it. I respect please. his first initial thoughts. What you did after Henry, you really ain't, and, and you go on, Henry. But I'm with you, Nancy, honey. <laughs> then you gonna become on the a, a magician, Henry? You, That's his dreams. She probably shitted on his dreams. They in the field and he hiding the well, cotton. Well, he was now, such a good it? magician. Why he get on the boat? He could have just boop, zapped them both out before they he got to He had a box for her. He had a box for her. He said, I got no, a box didn't. for you no, and I got didn't. a box for me. And we're going to both that be strong. He, he had, had a dream. Plan. He, he had was a plan. on the field. <laughs> he was on the field with the cotton making it disappear. He was like, <laughs> watch this, watch this, watch this. Was watch he the first black magician? That's the question. Probably was. Hmm. Let's now, now, now I'm caught because I ain't never hear no black magician. I still don't even know no black magician. Let's ask Siri. I know, well, right? Who was the first black magician, right? All right. Let, if somebody yeah, answer me... that at the end of the show, somebody answer that at the end of the show, and Keenan's gonna give you a prize. 
Yeah, yeah. Answer, answer, answer. Who was the first, the first black magician? And I'll let you guys know at the end of the episode. The very first black magician. That's a shame. Clearly wasn't that good. Probably last year too. Probably last year, first black magician. So, to wherever his wife was with her kids and said hi to them or something, then poof back. You probably don't gotta take you take them with you, but you know you could have (laughs) poofed. You're such a good magician, honey. Well, you know, you know what Box Brown did to get out of, uh, you know what he did to get out of uh, work that day? He burnt his hand with sulfuric acid. Mm. Dang. And he's like, I'm gonna get in this spot. But he, I'm, he I'm ready. He probably he probably had a conversation with his wife, and he probably <laughs> said, "Babe, we could we could we could do this out here if we all jumped in these boxes and and got get shipped up north." And she probably looked at him like, "And what's his name? What was his name? What was his first name again?" Henry. Henry. She didn't even say him. She said Nick. Hey, Stop box. She said. She said for real. For real. No, I know she didn't. She ain't say that. She was like, okay. Sounds like a plan, but nigga, they about to come take us tomorrow. Right. And Henry was like, just give me a minute. Like, nigga, we ain't in charge here. So if you got the boxes, nigga, let's jump in the box right now. (laughs) Henry ain't had the boxes. He he came up short, and then they got sold too soon, and then his little heart was broken, and he still went on by himself. Amen. But Henry, if you knew you was going to be a magician when you got to to freedom, you should have poofed back. And got your family. Henry, you know what I'm saying? Henry, <laughs> Henry, you went and you married a little white lady. Now, am I, now, you can marry the little white ladies and black men if that's what y'all like. Go on right ahead, honey. But I got a joke about interracial dating. I honestly believe it's just a fetish because I know white men that have dated black women just to get breaks from their wives, okay? I know this to be so. <laughs> Amen. And then white women, y'all, they only date black men for fetish reasons. Just like black men, they, they think we ain't quiet and stuff. We don't submit, but we do. But we're not gonna submit to the like the one that the white women get that think they they think they be they be thinking they had top notch black dude. You don't. You got somebody that know we don't want them anyway. So you could take them because he know that you're I give you. That I do give you. That I do give you because yeah. I do see some dudes with some white girls and, and they, 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 they be top notch. Like, oh. No girl, you can have him. And then the then the black man need to know, honey, white women. Have a fetish to go. They always have this thing. White women, they say, "Oh, I want to go. I want to go." They love seeing things in their natural habitat, so they always, "Oh, I want to go on a safari." That's their desire. That's their deep-hearted desire. They want to <laughs> go everything in their natural habitat. Go to Africa, watch the little African men herd lions and tigers and bears, all that, and then they want to get slapped in the face by a big black giraffe tongue. And when you broke and can't go to Africa and go on a safari, what's the closest thing to getting slapped by something big and black on your face? Amen. Oh, that's why I don't. Amen. That's my. That's my. <laughs> Interracial dating, honey. <laughs> and she out. <laughs> no, I'm coming back. Give it. She's like, she's like, it's been said. Right. And it's been said. It's been said for real. It's I been did what said. Be Period. Yeah, I'm glad to have you guys on this episode. Um, but yeah, that's my theory. That's my theory. Uh, um, and listen, for those of you that are watching this, if, if I'm kind of echoing, I think I'm echoing in yours, Reggie, but. Oh, are you? I don't know. No, Hmm. no, it's actually, I I don't know what it is, but if you know who the black, the first black magician is, 
comment below and I will and let us know let you know and maybe I'll give you two free tickets to my uh, comedy show oh snap in your city I'll just pull oh, yeah, it up yeah. so I want to get to the conversation of uh, I want to get to the part let me let me mute you for a second Reggie I just want to check to see okay wait hold on Hello? All right. You know what? Um, that's me. You guys can actually unmute. That's in my headphones. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, I just wanted to test it just to make sure. Oh, okay. But I wanted to get to the main reason I wanted to have this conversation. Uh, what the hell has happened to Black Love? Man. Magic tricks. Um, oh, to be honest... I just believe that um, love is rare, period. Mm -hmm. So I just think that black love, like real black love, untoxic, like, you know what I'm saying? Black love is just rare, hard, rare to find because people are broken. Like, you know what I'm saying? We as black people, I feel like we just broke to an extent. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Everybody want to play the blame game. But in actuality, it's all about looking in the mirror. So have time mm -hmm. to put ourselves in position. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I um, I think I think black love is is right there. I think um, I was having this conversation earlier. I just think black love is uh, love in itself has just been made complicated. Like that Facebook status is complicated. I think it's just been complicated. You know, I think everybody is showing up as their representatives versus just being who they are in the relationship because now we have so many definitions of what a man is, what a woman is, what he should be doing, what she should be doing. And we come with those expectations and we don't even have what we're looking for. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know how people got a list and they're half the things on the list, but they want everybody, they want the person they with to be all what they want in their list, but they bought two things on, you know what I'm saying? On the other person's list. And it becomes one of those things where it's like, okay, I don't know what you're actually looking for. I don't know if you're looking for the fairy tale. I don't know if you're looking for the right now. It's complicated. You know what I mean? And to me, it's just like, just do you. You know what I'm saying? Just do you. And, and just do you. You know what I mean? But it's kind of hard finding somebody with that same mindset. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't have to deal with all that bullshit. I don't think it's hard to find somebody with that same mindset. I think it's just that what you what who had that mindset don't look like what you want them to look like. So I feel like once you take that off of it too, having a certain type of person in your mm -hmm. mind, you will be able to find what you're looking for. Because I really honestly believe what you're looking for don't look like what you wanted to look like. Mm -hmm. oh, 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 now that right there, now that right there is true too. That that's true too. Well. You know, to a certain extent, I I agree with that. Because um, full transparency, I live in Los Angeles. This is one of the most superficial cities in the world. You know, I mean, in the in the United States, for damn sure, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm not a six foot tall black man with muscles and 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 cheekbones and a strong jawline and all that stuff, right? So right. to to a certain extent. 
you know, people do treat people that they're not attracted to a certain way versus who they are attracted to. And I'm not necessarily talking about like sexually. I'm not talking about going on a date with them, but I think people do treat people less than that they don't find attractive. You 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 know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it feels like that that if if you've seen this podcast before, for those of you that have watched this podcast um, before, you know I talk a lot about media and how it influences people. Yeah. Right. And I always bring this up. Um, I did an episode about Sesame Street and Barney, right? Mm-hmm. And when you actually watch the behind the scenes of those shows, they talk about the reason they repeat things in songs and the re- reason they repeat things over and over again is to influence or to mold the mind of the children that watch the shows. Right. Mm-hmm. But what happens when society itself is molding infantile thinking patterns in adults. Mm. Right. Mm. So then what happens? It says, all right, the brain is already, the brain is already on a kindergarten, first grade level. This person is 37 years old, but they still think like a child in certain things. So what do I do now? Oh, I just repeat the same thing over and over again and then they start believing it right Mm -hmm. so here's here's my theory now these problems we've had since the beginning like we just talked about henry box brown you know we've we've seen from the beginning since since black people were brought to this continent the issues that we're dealing with now were back then going all the way up till now, and we're still dealing with the repercussions of what happened in the past. Right. I think some know that, and I think they use it against us. And I think I started seeing this trajectory at the beginning when we had, when black lives matter first started. And it's not what we were doing to get justice. It was how the media was replaying it back to us, right? In the sense of it became, it turned into black men are being killed by the police. So the emphasis was we need to protect black men, right? Then a few years later, black women are also, I mean, we already knew this, but the media said black women are also being killed by the police. And what happened? Some of us didn't show up for the march. And that's where it started. So now Mm. on the internet, you're hearing people say, well, I'm not marching anymore. I'm not investing in the black community anymore because I I see what they think of us. I see what they think of me. You know, a lot of our sisters felt left behind when it was time for us to speak up about the injustices that our women were facing at the hands of the police during the Black Lives Matter movement, right? Mm-hmm. So from there, we bore forth like this divest, this online divestment movement where now everyone's talking about, well, black people ain't shit, so I'm leaving and I'm going everywhere else, right? Mm-hmm. And then during the pandemic, when we were all in the house, what did we see? All these black relationship gurus started coming out. <laughs> right. And their conversations were never... 
oh, this is what we should do to get along. It was always, if y'all want a man, y'all need to learn how to do this and this and that. And then it's like, well, if you want a nigga, niggas need to learn how to do that. Or it was just flat out, oh, black people suck. Mm. And it's time yeah, for us to leave and go someplace else. Yeah. So what? So now what are we doing? We're watching the news for eight years. Marches, turmoil, or violence. Facebook for eight years, violence. Now that stuff is over. We're in the house for two years, and now we're being told we ain't shit for two years. Because everybody was on Facebook and social media crying that they was lonely. Right. Honey. You lonely. You lonely because you can't cook. That's why your ass lonely. I you wasn't know. lonely during the pandemic. I wish I was because the person that was in the house with me, I just did wish I was not locked up with them. I would have been okay being in my house by myself during the pandemic. Honey. Amen. Say, I wasn't lonely either. I had me a nice subscription. <laughs> I had me a nice subscription. I saw oh, everything. I, mean, I was like, Lord Jesus God, I'm sitting here hating <laughs> himself. I want to be loaded. I want to be I was looking on social media like, I wish y'all could come get this man out of my house. Y'all could have him. Y'all want somebody so bad. Come get this dude. Honey, I don't like right. this person, honey. And you're just right. like, man, why are you breathing? Right. Uh, it wasn't like, even hey, that. Hey. Do me a favor. Can you go to a small gathering? You know what I'm saying? Could you just go no, to any for small for gathering? Like, bro, like, you want to go outside? No, we can't. We, you know, I don't want to bring COVID back in. Nigga, I will chance COVID. Just go outside. <laughs> Down the I street. Yo, COVID. 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 Come here. No, but you know what, Keenan, man? That's a good point. Um, I think that's what I was saying, too, about, like, uh, just another layer added on that whole complicated thing. You know what I'm saying? Because I can see how someone can take that. We'll see. Um, they're not see how black women are not protected because they're being killed by cops. And it took a movement for people to see that black women are being killed by cops. And then someone goes off on a red herring as if how they are in a relationship somehow ties into why they're being killed by cops. And that's what makes you a five because you're killed by cops. And it just turns into like that one has nothing to do with the other. You know what I'm saying? Like if one party was not being recognized, okay, that happens and that's messed up that that's happened. But I don't think that that has anything to do with why they can't be respected or why they, they're, they're, they're not good in relationships. You know what I mean? But since you all are decided to be gurus and get on, you know, get on the cameras and, you know, talk about why this is not happening, why men are this, why women are that. It just sounds like as a community too, why we need, <laughs> I don't know, why we need community therapy because no, the Amen. people that got on the microphones and stuff like that, like you could hear the triggers in their voice. You know what I'm saying? Right. I can't stand bitches. It was biased. Club it that wasn't wears, like they you was... know what I'm saying? Yeah. I can't stand niggas who always, and it just seemed like, damn, who hurt you? Facts. Who hurt you? You know, and you hear it on both ends, and it's just like it's sad that it takes a movement to get this to come out, but it'd be it, the weirdest things. It'd be like the last thing that get you know, but it's just like it doesn't make any sense to and then now that's that's Bible because then you have other triggered people that don't have a page or they don't have a podcast, but they subscribe, you know what I'm saying? And now you got little cult followings because now Every time, like you hear someone talking, you could tell, okay, okay, yeah, you're from the tribe of Kevin Samuels, okay, Fast. you're from the tribe, tribe of Umar Johnson, you're from the tribe of this chick here, you're from the tribe of this one, 
And so now that's our gospel. You know what I'm saying? Look at this five over here talking all that shit. She better shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? She a five talking about she going all, you know what I'm saying? This nigga ain't got, this nigga ain't got a, he ain't got a Benz. He ain't got a Benz. Who he telling? You know what I mean? It's just like, you ain't got a Benz. <laughs> you got a bus pass. You talking about because I ain't got a Benz. I'm not worthy. You know what I mean? But then you get on pose. Why is love so difficult? Because nobody's themselves. Like Keenan said, he live, in, he live in a very superficial state. Everybody, yeah. superficiality, ego, all that stuff right there. That's what a lot of people operate out of. And no one wants to be themselves. And then when you are yourself, you're looked at as weird. Why? Because yep. I'm, I'm. This is me. I'm not. By, right. it's, too, it's too hard to comply to what you say I'm supposed to be. Like uh, you know, what I'm saying if I, if I really try to put myself in the box like Henry Brown, and put myself in people boxes that they say I'm supposed to like, like people see me and they say, oh, she's big and black and she's from Hartford. Up, oh, she's ghetto. She's aggressive. Cause my voice is deep. Or my voice, I have a lot of like. Um, you know, passion behind my voice. I'm not aggressive. Right. I'm very passionate when I speak. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But if you take people um, perspectives of things and stuff like that and place it on you, you'll be totally messed up. Like, so I could be a five to somebody else, but I know I'm a 10 to somebody else and my five might right. be a 10 to somebody. You know what I'm saying? But I don't even rate people like that. I really look at the spirit. I hear how people talk. What you saying? Because like, if you sound any type of hurt, you can't even have a conversation with me because you ain't even healed from. If Facts. I really tell you about yourself, you ain't gonna like it, cause no. honey, you could be you a ten, saying? but so, your energy is a negative. Seven. Yeah, like you a whole that just that's that's a negative and a positive. And from math, what I did, it deducted. <laughs> you, honey, I honey. Yeah, like you just canceled yourself out. You fine you as just, hell. Really, exactly. You fuck. You know exactly. what I'm saying? No, for real, for real. And you know, and the thing is, I'll take somebody. You know what I'm saying? That look like the back of my thumb, but is nice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? But Hopefully, Lord, don't don't hold me. To that. But what I'm saying is, you know what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, it's just like you you be surprised though when you when you put you know put that super uh when you put that superficial you know hat when you take that hat off. I mean, because we all have levels to it. I ain't gonna be honest. You know, I ain't gonna lie. You know what I'm saying? Everything we're attracted to people, you know what I'm saying? Attract is what draws us in first. You don't see a person's personality first. You see what you're looking at first, and then other stuff happens but if you're still you know you can look at someone like, okay that's not necessarily my type but let's see where the conversation go you could be talking to your soulmate you know what i'm saying yeah. and then sometimes that's what makes you more attractive it's like wow you know what i'm saying like i'm we're 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 we're, we're compatible, compatible on a whole different level on a whole different level but before you allow yourself to go there you got to go through your homeboys and your homegirls because they coming back with you like but the checklist though the checklist. Did you get that? Did you get that? Did you get that? Well, no, because we was all in love about other stuff. You know what I'm saying? Then you go back and use your checklist, and now y'all can't stand each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you was right. Man, fuck that bitch. You know what and I'm that's saying? That's why you got to be careful. You can't put everybody in your business. When when it comes to dating, you got to court. That's what courting is for. You just don't. Because like, I know men are very physical creatures. I mean, women are too, to an extent. Mm -hmm. But, um, we do go off a of vibe more than face. Cause like after a while, like, cause I remember my first was what I liked, right? He was everything that I like. I like dark skinned dudes. Like, you know what I'm saying? He really was everything that I like. And he turned me off from that type of man. Like I was like, mm -hmm. Oh, maybe I, maybe my type is not like what I need to look at. So the next dude that I dated or like, you know what I'm saying? Was a, 
was a fat boy. Like, you know what I'm saying? And that mm-hmm. I did I was anti-fat boy forever. Like I never <laughs> liked fat boys. Like, you know what I'm saying? And and then he made like he was cool with everything. We was cool with everything. He actually like he was the first man I could say I actually said I love you too. Like, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. then he started doing some F boy junk. So then he made me look at fat boys because I'm like, I tried to give you a chance. You wasn't even on the list. First off, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then now you got my face all, now you got me all, you didn't play in my little fat heart here. You know what I'm saying? My little fat heart broken because of you little fat boy. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I definitely don't want to go back to your kind. And I, I went back to one fat boy. I never looked at another fat boy after that because I was like, y'all are all the same. Like, but then I stopped looking at the physical portion of it and just realize yeah. it's an inside thing. You know what I'm saying? So yep. then you start to try to connect on a whole nother level other than it just being physical you know what i'm saying so like i i, I so you know like I, I dated big boys like games like you know yeah it's facts it's facts so that that's that's my thing you know and i and like i said you eat the meat spit out the bones you listen to some of these gurus because some of them are funny like i watch it one for content you know what i'm saying if you know when i'm on the stage if i use it for the stage and stuff like that mm-hmm. certain things are are true you know as far as you know what you're looking for if you're if you listen to it from a superficial point of view a lot of them are on point you know what i'm saying if you're only listening listening to it for superficial value but some of some i've seen how some of these relationship pages have ruined marriages and 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 people who are in the courting phase like i've seen people can't get out of park because of these gurus I mean, I've seen them like these things just self-destruct, and I'm like, dang, like y'all worse than kids. You know what I'm saying? Remember the Power Ranger days? I remember them days. You know what I'm saying? Like, Nick, bro, you are not Zach. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like these new Power Rangers on on, on YouTube that's get you know that's gaslighting, basically gaslighting. Because if you notice, they most of them don't show you who they with. You know what I'm saying? Now they tell you who you should be with, but you don't see. Mm-hmm. Who they're really with. Kevin Bad. Samuels was with somebody totally opposite of what he's been talking about this whole entire time. This whole entire time of what he wants, how he likes it, when he likes it. He was with somebody that was completely not what he describes. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But you got dudes out here chasing exactly what he says you should get. That's just like Derek Jackson. Oh my gosh, man! He 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 definitely had the black woman because I used to watch him year like when he first came out. Then I like slid off of him because I I just after a while I was like you know because you be wanting to know like what do men like like you know what I'm saying so you think that these people are wholesome people right and they're actually just broken individuals too that's just yeah. trying to give you insight from their perspective. That's really what it is. And so at one point I was listening to him because I'm like you know like what is it like. I think I'm pretty, I'm a good catch. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and I thought I slid off of him, but then when all that happened about with him and his wife and stuff like that, you seen his wife and you seen the type of women that he was going after versus what he had at home. And it's like, yeah. bro, like. That's the power. And, and now his wife is out here looking crazy. Yeah, because like, but he started, drove her to that. He, that man yeah, drove her to that. She, she started to do her own videos and you can yeah. tell. And, and again, she don't need I, to. She need to go hell first because she about to be dropping some broken bombs, honey. And I, uh, uh, but, uh, but, but right. that's what I'm saying. What, what I was getting at earlier when we were like, for example, doing all the Black Lives Matter and stuff. What was given to us was the problem, not the solution. Mm-hmm. 
You, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. So now we, it, it's like when someone goes to war, you know, like back in the day, they used to force people to go to war. They used to draft people. But there was no rehabilitation program when they got back. Right. So now you have homeless veterans and you have veterans that end up killing themselves, end up killing their families and all that stuff because there's no rehabilitation for them, right? Right. So us, when we call, for us black folks that are trying to find black love, we're being told what the problem is. Right. We ain't shit. Right. But no one's giving us solutions. Therapy. Right. Honey. Therapy. The I mean, solution it's, it's, starts with you. The solution yeah. starts with you. I, that's my that's my thing. The solution starts with you. And you could be an example by just healing. Like, I get it. I feel like we as black people just need to get it. We live in a country that has been against us from the beginning of the time, mm-hmm. honey. We live in a world that is against us, honey, period. Right. Period. Right. Because we were told we wasn't shit from the damn From field. the beginning, honey. From the beginning. We was told we wasn't we shit was on, the, on the boat. We were chosen not to be Honey, we was chosen <laughs> not to be sh- But clearly, we are the ish. You feel me? Because yeah. I don't cuss. We are the yeah. ish. That's the whole point yeah. is we are the ish. So it starts with us first understanding that you actually is the ish. That's why they hate you so bad. The mm-hmm. most hated mm-hmm. one is always the one that actually is the poppinest one. Honey, that's real talk. That's, that's real, real talk. talk. Yeah. That's real talk. So yeah. at the end of the day, it's people that are actually waking up to understand like we have the ability. And now I'm, I, this is about tapping into what we actually have. What makes them not like us is our spirituality. But nobody want to tap. Then when people are tapping in, it's like, does it matter how I tap in? Does it matter how I heal? It, yes, because right. you got people who who don't who anti Christianity that they would go to that because a lot of black people jump to that. To try right. him. Oh, you love Jesus. That's the white man. Shut the blood. Shut, shut, shut up. No, shut up. Get off my fears. <laughs> right. Honey, this this what my choose. This what my choose for for heal the things Come that them I drop pummel there. You know. <laughs> so why do you care? Long as I'm healed, you should, that's all that matters. But because I'm not doing it the way now. Okay, since this ain't the way, well show me that way. Then you choosing the other way, right? Because everybody want to be woke and go anti Jesus, right? Amen. Mm-hmm. Go that way. But now you bitter. And you coming at me. So now this is causing black on black crime. Because I ain't thinking about you, bro. I'm actually happy that you're choosing the hell. Honey, right. but you worried about me because I'm choosing Jesus the hell. That's the difference between us. So which way is the right way? I'll choose real peace and peace with bitterness any day. Honey, so that it's just like it's all about you, though. You got to be that example. I feel like it starts with us understanding who we is and really why are we not the ish. There's a yeah. lot of it's because we are powerful. That's why they hate us. So I'm going to really make you hate on me. You want to know why? Because there's a time that's about to come. It's a whole switcheroo that didn't happen without us knowing during the pandemic and all that stuff. It's been a switch in the atmosphere on a spiritual level. So tap in spiritually. That's That's all it is. Tap in spiritually. That's all it is. But those who too blind to see it start with this. It start with the inside. That's why people go to therapy. They get fixed up, but no, everybody want to be broken and I don't got time for it. That's why I don't, I don't do the social media gurus. I don't do none of that because you can't tell me nothing about me. You can't tell me. I know what I like and because right. I know who I am. You know what I'm saying? Right. So at the end of the day, I might see the broke dude and think he a 10. Why? Because he got more potential than the dude with the bends. Because the dude with right. the bends, about the, I dated the dude with the bends with the big money. He still was trash because he broken too. So I take the broke dude that's trying to get somewhere. Any day. Right. Over the dude with the big money. Honey, I like man. that. You'll take broke over broken. 
Huh? They, the white, broke, but but then you get the broken, broke dude. So there's like, there's no win-win. So I'll just, dang God. Who, who, Jesus? I'll wait for the rear run, Jesus. I'll wait for the rear run. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at the you end of the day. Just don't win for loser, honey. It's just like, oh, Lord. Yeah. It's just like, but, but at the end of the day, broken is what makes money. Broken is making yeah. somebody rich. And mm-hmm. I and I think that that's why there's a concerted effort in trying to keep us broken, right? Mm. So this is what I did. During the pandemic, I was in a relationship. Um, Actually, I was in two relationships, not at the same time, but one year and then it finished and then another year it finished. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, I was not lonely either during the pandemic. Um, but I had stopped dating for a few months for like nine months. And a few months ago, I said, I'm going to get on a dating app to see if I can get a date. (laughs) And basically I did it twice. The few, a few months back Mm -hmm. prior, I did hinge. But my, my picture wasn't all that, you know, it was a little whatever. And all, I was, and all I was getting was women I wasn't attracted to and trans women. That was, That's the only selections I was getting. That's the only choice they were sending me. It was over and over again. And it, it, was just, it was just, I was seeing women. I was just like, oh, I'm not attracted. And then it would be like a, a trans woman or whatever, right? So I said, I'm just going to get off the app. Fuck yeah. this shit. Like, I'm going to go out and meet people. I'm going to go to a bar. I'm going to go to Target. I'm going to go over to Michael's and meet a woman next to the yarn or something. Like, I, I that's what I decided to do. Mm. And it was it was cool. It was cool for a while. But then here in L.A., I found out that there's a lot of people that ain't wrapped too tight in real life either. So I said, all right, I'm going to get back on Hinge. So I got back on Hinge, and I said, for two weeks, I'm going to be on this app for two weeks. And then at the end of those two weeks, I'm going to cut it short, right? So I had some headshots taken, not for Inge, but for, like, comedy shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> for, for, like, my career, not for this video. Okay. Uh, he so, did that for Hinge. He catfished so, <laughs> so I put one of my headshots on Hinge. I had nice ass beard and stuff. I put on a uh, voice memo, mm. all that shit. I got forty seven matches, mm. half of which were sent to me. Like people sent me, which had never happened to me before. So they I'm actually done. reached out to me or whatever, right? So I'm like, all right, this is cool. I'm getting forty something matches. I can't obviously talk to all of them. I tried to talk to all of them, but I only went out with maybe five or six. Right over mm. some time, right? And what I decided to do was I said, I'm going into this without expectation. This is no, I'm not gonna listen to no because you know, my friends call me, but yo, have you listened? You going out, you need to listen to this guy. And this I I ain't listening to nobody. I know who I am as a person. Um, I work in IT, I write, I want to make movies, I like roller coasters, I like museums, and I like movies. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm bringing to the table. Right. And I'm not trying to act like I'm... I have a studio apartment. 
in the air fryer. I'm that's dead. what I'm bringing. That's what I'm bringing to the table. <laughs> so if you're looking for something else, then that's if you're looking for a ninja. I, I said, got air fryer. If you're looking for a ninja with a Bentley, that's it. That's all you getting. I have, a, I have a Nissan uh, Sentra. Right. <laughs> that's oh, that's yeah. what you get. <laughs> so that's the attitude I had when I went into these dates. I'm like, I'm not going to act like... Because I've been there before. Right. And the reason I was there, going back to the relationship guru shit, being on Clubhouse, mm. listening to people talk about the material instead of the relationship. In uh-huh. these relationship rooms, it would just be people talking about material. It would just be, yeah, yeah, he has to have this amount of money. He has to do this. We got to do this. And it fucked with me that it got so it got so bad that I was, like, lying to women on dates because I would be scared of what they would think. Right? Right. Uh, all, I got. all I got is a... Uh, uh... <laughs> What you said? Uh, a studio, an air fryer, and a and a Sentra. That's all I got. And, and it's like, and, and it's like that's not going to change anytime soon. Right. We're in a recession. Right. Inflation. Cause see, you know, it's four thousand bucks a month. Yeah. I ain't, I ain't moving. So what are you, so what are you gonna do? Exactly. Yes. and that's done. why, that's why I'm not interested. You know, with online. You know, I, I'm just I'm I'm cool with the old fashioned way, just run to somebody or if someone that I'm uh, that I like, I'm gonna approach them and see where it go. Because see, my mm-hmm. thing is, and my theory too about all that, you know, clubhouse and we were talking about all these gurus and stuff like that. When you think about it, think about it. Somebody who's really rich, do they brag about it, or do they just they just rich? You know what I'm saying? When somebody's attractive, do they have to tell you every five minutes? That they attractive? Um, no. Are they just attractive? They just so attractive. when you hear somebody that is always talking about, I need money, I need this type of sex, I need this type of trip, I need this type of cooking, I need this type of travel, I need this type of, you know what I mean? They're talking about what they don't have. And you get a bunch of people on a conference call talking about what they don't have and why they want somebody else to make sure that they have those things to save them from this poverty, this relational poverty that they're in. Because my thing is, you don't have to demand that hard. You don't have to demand that hard. You don't have to protest that hard that if he ain't got it, I don't want it. If she ain't got it, I don't want it. The thing is, it'll happen when it's supposed to happen. You know what I mean? You could be running out of time. That's probably why you panicking. You know what I'm saying? Why you panicking? Maybe. You know what I'm saying? You could be looking at the clock like, oh, oh, a nigga 60. I need to uh <laughs> I need to go ahead and you know get on, get on with this chick. But my thing is, it's just like all you got, I mean, it, you listen to it and you go, you know, it's entertaining. You listen to it like, you know, like I said, there's a few little points here and there. You know, just about, you know, how they want someone emotionally, all that stuff like that. But you listen to a bunch of people that don't have none of the stuff that they're wanting from somebody else. You know what I mean? You don't you don't have half the things that you're asking for. And then if you do, if you do mm-hmm. and you're and you want to create a platform where you want people to see who you are, then 
why do you go? Because well, we know why. But why do you go for the shock value of it all? Where you get on and you say things that are more triggering than it is healing. You get on and you say things that's more Bernadette from waiting to exhale. Because you're holding on to what really what you feel could really work, and you're going now just for getting subscribers to get your money up. And well, you're not really offering anything. It, it's it's the presenting, and this is what happens. Um it's it's what happens. It's what's been happening to us forever. We're being we're being given the problem, mm-hmm. and not the solution. Yeah, and that's like what I mean. Because because again, you have all these people. You need to be high value. <laughs> okay, so what I'm just that? gonna go make a million dollars. Right. I'm just gonna go get a job. Be and what happens? And what happens is that starts fucking with you, your mind, and not in a good way. You know what I mean? Because because you're like, okay, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna try to get a job. I didn't get that job. I'm gonna go try to get the nice car. Oh, I don't have the money. Right. I'm gonna try to get the bigger apartment. Oh, I don't have the job or the money. Right. And people keep wondering why people keep offering themselves. Yep. They trying to live up to somebody else's standards instead of just making their own and just sticking to what they this all I got. This is just like me, right? So when I hear people saying high value women and like the men saying, like Kevin Sam, I know he used to like profile women. If somebody told me, Quan, you should try and get on his show because I think you'll give him a run for his money. I said, I'm not about to go on here and fight with this man because one, I'm just start capping. I'm just gonna start roasting him. I'm gonna pull up old pictures. I'm just gonna at this point because you're not about to tell me right. I ain't getting mm-hmm. up for a man because one, you're gonna ask me my weight. So when I drop you my weight, because I ain't scared to tell you my weight, Mr. Kevin Samuels, you're going to say, oh, you big, right? So now right. you're going to automatically debunk me to being any type of value because I'm fat. Bang. That's number one. Then number right. two, you ask me how much you make. Then I'm going to tell you how much I make. Then I'm going to tell you what I do, what what I'm chasing after. Well, not really chasing after, but what I'm working on, which is my comedy career. And then I'm going to tell you my job. You're going to tell me, oh, you live in a dream and all of this. You're going to tell me that I'm basically don't i i ain't worth it because i'm living this dream fantasy life or whatever Bang, right? right then just so many different things you're going to just you're just going to put me in this box and if i was to go and, and i had to if i didn't have a strong mindset and understand who i was that would make me feel like i'm not good right because mm-hmm. i look at it like this it's bad enough as women you get like dudes like you hear dudes saying like oh like men want women like you got the women that's getting the bbls or you know that men are physically attracted like you know what i'm saying to to yeah. to whatever like sex like you know what i'm saying sex sells right so i see yeah. women changing their bodies i'm legit like I, I was like my friends like i had a, i was a part of a friend group that legit they all them got weight loss surgery i'm the only fat one left so now it's like oh Juan, you get no i love myself i love right. people yeah. ain't got the reason why i'm choosing to stay this size now i'm losing weight because i'm choosing to go to the gym and eat healthy and all that stuff mm-hmm. but at that that's time it. i didn't have low self-esteem and it wasn't nothing hard to get a man because that's why a lot of women do it a lot of women say i did it for me no you didn't you did it to be more attractive and feel more beautiful so men can gawk at you and stuff like that it's a self-esteem thing because if you actually loved yourself you would never alter your body you would learn to accept who you was in the form that you was made. That's how I look at it. Bang, right? right. So it? Okay. now if I fall into the trap of thinking that 
men want this type of body and they want a woman that make this type of money and all that stuff. Cause I ain't going to start at one point. I was like, okay, I think I'm lit. I think I'm actually the perfect catch. I actually know I am. I know I am like every man's fantasy. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, but I'm like, I don't really got the money. I'm like, I'm like Keenan. Like I got an apartment, I got a job and I got a Toyota Camry. Like this is all I got right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't got no kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, but if I looked at what I had and put it as my value, when I know that a real man, they want peace. So at the end of the day, I know I could give a man that. Like I know, I know I'm your homie and your friend. I got that vibe where that's what men really want. They want a homie and a friend. Like, you know what I'm saying? All that extra stuff. When I realize that, uh, when I listen to people who actually have it and then they tell you what they really looked for and they actually went after what they was looking for, and they're like, no, we just looking for somebody that just could really give us peace. And then when I talk to the men that I know is really doing their best and they not, they're probably tense physically, but they they have got a criminal background or something that make them like it just lessens their value, right? But right. I'm like, you trying that actually make you attend to me because you're trying. I don't care right. what you did, like you you know, like so. It's all about knowing what you what you want and and waiting. I, well, for for me, is it's really like preparing myself for what I desire, like you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. because I understood like Quana, like you gotta have confidence, like you know what I'm saying? Is your confidence really true, you know, or is it? Because you know, women had a whole thing. Like my mom, she always says, my mom is hilarious. She always be like. I'd be like, you got mad kids. Or I'd be like, your butt. Like, my mom, she got a flat butt, right? She'd be like, I'd be like, you got a flat butt. She'd be like, but this is good. Like, she quit to throw that, right? Women <laughs> women jump on that as a way to, like, because sex sells. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's something yeah. that a man look for, too. But I can't go by that because it's more than just sex to the type. Like, because I know for me, it's just more than just sex. I don't, you could bust me down real good, but what, what what's going to look like after? Like, am I right. going to be able to lay on you and vibe with you and stuff. I don't want that. I'm looking for the same thing uh, that or anybody else is looking for. I'm looking for peace too because this world is chaotic. I mean, I'm amen. I don't know. That's, that's just my thoughts. But, but, but what's interesting Thanks. about that is and again, I talk about on this podcast a lot about media because on social media, they be telling people to get BBLs and it's not even because remember back in the day when it was like, oh, I'm going to get surgery in my face and I'm going to get boobs and stuff. Back mm-hmm. in the day, what was it? It was, oh no, you should be happy with the way you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that a lot of these companies are getting money from like pharmaceutical companies and doctors and surgery companies and stuff because now it's literally like, oh yeah, you get BBL. Yeah. It'll, it'll help you feel better. I've seen so many advertisements for cosmetic, cosmetic surgery on my Instagram. Yeah. And it's because that's what the Instagram models are doing and the OnlyFans models are doing. And now everything, if you've noticed, everything now is about getting the bag. It's not about having a happy relationship. It's about getting the bag. Like mm. like anytime we talk about like a celebrity or whatever, like Meg the Stallion, the thing with Tory Lanez. Oh, she got the bag. She shouldn't worry about it. No, she was hurt. Right. Exactly. She still was dealing with, now we're seeing it more. She's dealing with emotional trauma. Money doesn't fix trauma everything no it does not it does not trust me nope. you know what what nope. we were talking about about fucking nick cannon remember when nick cannon started having all them kids at the beginning it was oh well he got the bag so he's been now nick cannon's now like i don't drained. have time to see my kids now my boy is drained they i just seen the uh, thing it says something about he, he think he went a little over his head yeah he's literally no. like i don't have time to see my kids 
I mean, money you, doesn't you fix. Didn't... I'm gonna stop. Money yeah, doesn't fix. You know, that's the touchy subject because I got. I'm. I'm probably with you, Reggie. Honey, because I, I don't really rock like, that. When, when did it kick in that you didn't have enough time? When, exactly. when did it kick in? You had in? enough time to have sex, though. You was no, busting they saying, mothers down, though. Honey. I'm just saying when you sat down and you looked at, okay, I got twelve. Like after four, it didn't kick in. Like I almost missed this appointment. You know what I'm saying? So I know what to do. <laughs> I'm gonna get seven more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To make sure, like, well, yeah. there's something there's something wrong with this generation of dudes that the media is pushing. We got Nick I, Cannon, there, Pete Davidson, and Chris Red. And what they're promoting, like, for example, you got Nick Cannon, who has a bunch of kids, and at the beginning, people are like, oh, he has the money to be able to take care of him. His kids are going to grow up fucked up. Because Nick Cannon's sick, for one thing, so he's going to die soon. Oh, Jesus, damn. You you don't know. He might be here. We're going to pray for him. I'm keeping it real. He's not spending time with his kids. He might survive, honey. Ah, yeah, so now the kids are gonna be all fucked up because they're like, we really didn't have a relationship with dad to begin with, and they're rich celebrity kids. You got Pete Davidson, who the only thing people talk about him is his dick and who he's fucking, mm-hmm. and that's all he talks about. <laughs> then you got yeah, Chris Red. Who's now dating the ex-wife and mother of his children of his co-star and best friend, Keenan Thompson? Right. What generation of dudes do we have now? It's like there's F no boys. honor. That's what it is. F boys, honey. F it's boys. Me. That's what it is. They it's are running the world. Summer and fuck boy winter. Like right. it's literally like there's no honor amongst anyone. Yeah, man. It, it, but that's why courting's not a says, thing anymore. I know people don't like quoting of the Bible, but the Bible says it's going to come a time where wrong is right and right is wrong, okay? That's exactly so that's just what it is. It's just a flipping of the narrative. That's and, it. and to add to that prophet, and to add to that evangelist, also, we're in a time. <laughs> we're in a time where people are going to be lovers of themselves. Vanity! So when you have that, and then also too, you got the hot temper. Like kids are killing kids for you know. You talk about my shoestrings, pop, 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 pop. So my thing is, little boy kill his mother. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Over a video game. Over video game. Like we've been told, no. I asked my mom for some headphones. Told me no. You go in your room, you be like, you know what I'm saying. Now they taking that junk out on their parents like crazy. You know what I mean? So we're in a crazy, we're in a crazy time. We're in a crazy time. And honestly, the true story is, I don't know if you're going to get enough groundswell to get everybody to understand that you enough. You know what I'm saying? Those cliches of finding someone that gives you more so of the emotional and spiritual piece that you're looking for. But, you know, I don't know if you're going to get enough people to get that because we sing about it. Those songs ain't going nowhere. You can say all day, when are we going to start singing about stuff that has messages? That's just a rubber stamp. Them songs gonna get more ratcheted and ratcheted and yeah, ratcheted. You know what I'm saying? Honey. Wait, wait till we really outside. We still kind of in a pandemic. Wait till about 2026. Wait till wait wait then. So you think WAP was something? WAP was something? Wait a minute. So my thing is, really, if you can find somebody that can that has disengaged 
from the media's gospel and is disengaged from the gurus that are out there and you guys have found each other to, to really be like okay cool you know but there's a part of you like I said we all still have a little bit of superficial in us you know what I'm saying so she may not be exactly what you're looking for he may not be exactly what you're looking for but if you find that okay you know what we are really dope on in a lot of ways <laughs> Maybe what y'all can do is be superficial for each other. So I'm going to lose a little weight. I'll change your hair. You know what I'm saying? So we can be there for each other. We can be there for each other. You know what I'm saying? You can see my bad bitch. You know what I'm saying? I can be your nigga. You know, but we can do that for each other. You know what I'm saying? Now, we may look like on makeover right now. You know what I'm saying? But when we move that bus, you know what I'm saying? We really going to be dope. But you got to find someone that's willing to disengage from that because if you find or if you're lurking, I mean searching for that one or you want that one who subscribed to today's way of dating, your heart's going to be broke every time. Yes. Your heart is going to be broke every time because unfortunately you see what they could be, you feel it, but you don't look like what they want. So unfortunately your heart is for their consumption to break. You know what I'm saying? And you're going to be broken every time, and then you're going to make a page about how niggas ain't shit, how bitches ain't nothing but hoes and tricks, because you're trying to get to the one who wants what the media is talking about. You know what I mean? So, so yeah. well, we're almost out of time, so let me get to the part. Let me get to the crux of all very good points. All agreed. And I'm going to prove your hypothesis correct. Because I was unhinged for two weeks. <laughs> and it was awful. <laughs> See? That's all I'm going to say. It was awful. And the truth of the matter is, is that a lot of the stuff that we've been told online by the media and all that stuff, as far as Black, black Love is concerned, a lot of people bring those on dates or into those conversations. Mm-hmm. And that's why I said to myself, I said, I will specifically go into these kind of, to these on these dates neutral. No prejudgment, no nothing influence from nobody. I'm just gonna go, I'm gonna beat myself, just what I have to offer, period. Because I wanted to see. I wanted right. to see. If people like me for who I was, and I know I'm not like the best to get along with or whatever. I like to text more than I like to talk on the phone. That's mm. horrible. Uh yeah, I, yes it is, honey. I uh you know, I'm I'm it's whatever, right? So prior to this, you know, I've been on dates with some women that the first thing they say is, you know, I just want you to know that black men don't date black women. That, that's like what they would say on the date. You know what I mean? Wow. And I would be like... I'm like, check please, honey. And I'd be I'm like, like I mean, we're on the date now. Why are we talking... You know, why are we having this conversation? This is strange, right? Mm-hmm. But then when you get to know that person more and more, you feel like that that person's going through some shit. They're not really ready to date. There's a lot of people on these things that aren't ready to date. At all. And the reason I'm saying this from the perspective of a man is because for the last few years it's been said that only men don't aren't need to be healed when they go out. It's been a, a lot of emphasis on black men need to be healed and I said yes, that's very true. But we all need to be healed. Right. Yes. And and I think it's I think it's 
unfair for women to put it all on us when we're trying to also find love. You know what I mean? Like we're not yeah. a lot of us ain't out here just trying to fuck. You know what I mean? Like like a lot of us are out here trying to but you say people. women because you're a man looking for a woman, and I could say men because I'm a woman looking for a man. Like you know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, it's it's like it's just I feel like when you at a certain place, like you said, everybody you said something earlier about the media, like the the, the TV shows, Barney and Sesame Street, little kid shows, they they choose to repeat certain things to like mm-hmm. mold the brain of the child that's watching it or whatever. And I look at it like this. A lot of people are broken children in the inside. That's why they can be easily influenced by what media and everybody else say. That's why they bring things. Because anybody that brings something that ain't got nothing to do with family and friends, because your family and friend ain't going to be there when you sit. You know what I'm saying? But you choosing to listen to what your friends say. Because I just got out of something like that, that... I was I could have been everything for this person, but because I you he lived in a superficial egotistical mindset, broken little boy in the inside, had money to out the yin yang, but you was broken and you thought because oh you don't wear materialistic stuff and because my friends don't really like you, like you know what I'm saying, they don't think that you're good enough for me because I wear Gucci and all this other stuff, you don't wear that. You're not good for me. And in actuality, the whole time you was in love with the kid, like the whole time you was in love with me, like, you know what I'm saying? Because I really was what you was looking for, but you chose to listen to everybody around you and you chose to take your childlike standards for what you expected, what you wanted, because I didn't look like what you wanted. But in actuality, I was everything you actually asked for everything you asked for and because the superficial portion didn't line up because he asked me many times like oh you don't wear this stuff and i'm like boy i don't care about nikes and jordans and the, the pair balenciagas that just i don't care i got bills bro honey right you want you want to see me in that buy it for me you clearly got the money to buy it buy it for me you feel me that's what you right. want to see me in. get it then you know what i'm saying but no right. instead of you adding to my life you was taking from my life. You was trying to take from me. No, it wasn't that he was taking, but you was trying to take from me. You was trying to make me feel like I wasn't a woman of value and the whole time I was. And and now you sitting there sad because I don't oh. want nothing to do with you. You blocked and then changed my number. Now you really can't contact me. You know what I'm saying? Because what I'm not going to let you do is try and make me feel like I was less than because I didn't have what you, what the world say a good woman was supposed to have when I know exactly. I got a good heart. And, that's and when tip. you were sick, I was there. That's the tip that a lot of people are on. It's both sides. There's this there's this generation of superficiality. And that's why I'm saying we all need to be healed. That's right. Because like what happened to me? So like I said, the woman we got on a date, she's basically like, oh, by the way, black men don't like dating black women. All right, we're on a date together, if you didn't know. Mm-hmm. Right? But then you find out that person has some issues that they're that they're trying to figure out. Um, one young lady that I met, I didn't actually meet up. We talked on the phone and the first thing she said was she told me about how much money she spent on food. And this is, and, and again, I'm going into this conversation. I'm a, Hey, what's up? I'm at the grocery store. Oh, are there any, I said, are there any sales? sales going on and she was like no I don't shop at like cheap grocery stores I shop at like 
Trader Joe's and Air One and like all that stuff. And then she proceeded to talk about the expensive food. She's like, I'd be spending money on food. You know, I'd be buying steak, $400 on steak and stuff, but I don't care and blah, blah, blah. And what she was saying, she was trying to get me to be like, oh, yeah, me too. Like, that's what she was trying to get me to say. But I'm like, I ain't spending $500 on you for some steak. Right. I mean, we can meet for some tea or whatever. <laughs> First, I ain't going to spend right. that's marriage prices. Right. You know what I mean? But see what so, I'm saying? It, it, it's, 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 always, always, it's, it's always a chip on your shoulder. Yeah, she got Bad. to a point. Take it off. It's stale. Honey, throw it in the trash. She got to a point where she started getting mad at me that I didn't take the bait. So I, I moved on and I was like, so Amen. What you do for a Good job, Keenan. I was like, what, what do you do? She's like, she's like, I'm in a marketing specialist. So I said, what kind of marketing specialist are you? Because there's many types. And she got mad at me because I didn't know. I apparently didn't know what a marketing specialist was. No, bitch. I know what a marketing specialist is. You need to be I'm more specific. Right. Exactly. Honey, where you work I know for what Walmart. kind of crazy you are. <laughs> then I moved on from that and I said uh, oh you live close to Long Beach which is not Los Angeles by the way I said you live close to Long Beach how often do you come to Los Angeles and they do the whole well you ain't from here how you know you don't even know what a market specialist is you don't she lived in Harbor City you don't even know what a market specialist how the fuck are you gonna know what Harbor City is bitch Google Harbor City oh, has yeah, the right. highest crime rate in Los Angeles I'm County. I'm done. <laughs> She's a low budget market specialist. We know I how to know. Talk to you, lady. Honey. I know everything you're saying. The reason you're mad at me is because I'm not voluntarily going to say I'm going to spend $500 on steak on you. That's why you're mad at me. Right. I'm about to, I'm about to find a, a very more political high end sounding name for my career so I could sound more uh rich than Ray right. but but again these people are going front loaded on these dating apps with this at the front and it's like oh you don't actually want to get to know nobody man you just That's want people right to just spend tons of money on you I feel like the worst guys no offense, Keenan. Hopefully, you're not still on here. But I've dated dudes off of the online. I tried one dude. I ain't gonna say I dated. And he he was cool and everything. Everything was sweet and stuff. He came off as a good dude. When I met him, it was like, okay, okay. But then after I really, really, really got to know him, he was trash. Like I was like, yeah, nah, you, you. and then no, 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 no. See, that's I what I'm like, saying. I look at online dating as Costco samples. You know what I'm saying? I look. You have no idea. For real. Seriously. <laughs> I'm straight. I'm good. People no, real talk. I can't apps. do it. After that, I never went back, really. I was like, nah, I'm good. Because then I started apps. seeing... People on dating people apps are the worst people. People on dating apps are the worst people. I'm saying it They're here. Narcissistic. I'm fuck a, this is a narcissistic world we live in. Let's just the, keep... Let's, let's the, just use that word right there. That is the word that I'm going to stick with. Because people are narcissists. This world is narcissistic, and people yeah. are very narcissistic, and some are just full blown narcissists, honey. Like we the just reason, gonna keep it a buck, honey. 
the reason people are on dating apps is because they can't meet people in real life. And it's not because of the way they look. And it's not because of the way it's literally like people need to realize that, that in this world, there's nerds, dorks and geeks. Oh, and I, that's what I found out. That's what I found on the dating app. He was so sexy, but he was a nerd, bro. Like he was like Comic Con nerd. Like, and it was fine because I'm a little nerd on the inside too. But he was the nerd that I know he couldn't have bagged nobody in public. But he was sexy. I said, God. But when I, oh, it was like he was perfect. It's, no lie, he was perfect. That's why I, I, I always, <laughs> I give it up for dark skin dudes. My favorite dudes to go through puberty always are dark skin dudes because y'all dudes date dark skin look like little African booty scratchers in first through eighth grade. Then they came back in ninth grade looking gorgeous. I was like, oh, they is beautiful. So he was one of them. And light-skinned dudes always look like little mama till like 25. So, um, <laughs> but this dude, he was a nerd. Like he legit was a nerd. Pay video games, like all that. He was gorgeous though. And I think that's what really I fell for the trick because I was like, damn, he is fine. Like, honey, he is gorgeous. Like, but Turned out he was a nerd that didn't have social skills, didn't know how to talk to women. When we got in a quick little, I just wanted to have a co like communicating moment, and he took it as me trying to like just just. And I'm like, bro, he went into this full and, and he called me out my name. I never had a man call me out my name before, but he lucky. He was it was over the phone because I probably punched him in the face. He knew he couldn't set it in my face. No, now I don't punch dudes in the face, but you ain't gonna call me out my name and think you gonna get away with it. Like you know what I'm saying, but. Well, but, to be honest with you, a lot of women on dating apps are dorks. They're socially inept. On dating thank you, apps. God, that I only did it one time because I'm not a dork. So I, I'm not gonna say all the other experiences because I had I had one experience. I, oh, Shaquana, I had a woman I really liked, and Reggie knows. Okay. Like, I thought she was like the one, mm -hmm. and I knew she was the one. Because she said she wanted to be celibate. And I didn't give a fuck. I was like, oh, I, I'm in this. Oh, oh, God, I hope I find a man like that. It's about was, me a year since I've been touched. Y'all pray for me, honey. I was, but, but I didn't care. I, was like, here, honey. I called my friends and I was like, yo, this girl, she's amazing. She's smart. She's this and that, whatever. The third date we went on, we had brunch. Then we went to the beach and watched the sunset. And we walked up and down the boardwalk. And the night was ending. And she was like, oh, I want to keep hanging out. And I was like, oh, shit. This, this woman, is she's down. So I took her to the Laugh Factor. I took her to a comedy club for Chocolate Sundays. And everyone knew me there, right? Huh? And we were just hanging out. Wait, what'd you say? Oh, I said I'll be at Chocolate Sundays in July next year. Oh, nice, nice. Mm -hmm. But we're we're hanging out. We go to the comedy club, and like I could tell that she was kind of not really. She wanted me to talk to her, but it's kind of like I was kind of like talking to the comics and stuff. But this is like after we had spent all day together. So I went and was like talking to some comics and all that stuff and everything. And at the end of the night, I took her home and she gave me like a kiss. Like she was like, grabbing me and kissing me and stuff. And I was like, oh, wow, this is, I was, I went home so happy. <laughs> I was like, this is actually a woman that I like. And she's gonna, I just, we're gonna make it work, right? 
why did she hit me up the next day and she was like i saw the real you yesterday i know comedy is important to you and um i don't like that so but she but she didn't say that she didn't want to date she was just like i mean maybe it's just something i need to work on i'm just being honest it took me two weeks for her to tell me that she didn't want to date me that's when I knew she was the one. That's when I knew she was the one for a different reason. She was the one he needed to stay away from. No, real that made talk. no damn sense at all. Not at all. all. Like, I, I, that, I don't do what that now. Because you wasn't giving her attention on your date? I wasn't giving her attention at the club, she said. Yeah, girl, the hell by I'm in my community, honey. You can right. come and chill with us. Like, what are you talking about? Like, right. I ain't got time for this. You know this is my job. I'm right. networking. We I did bring you out on a date, but this is a right. part of my life. Like, you know what I'm saying? So you just want me off for yourself and you don't want me to be fraternizing with people and stuff. You got to go. I don't got time for this. Yeah. This is my job, honey. Yeah. And the conversation turns into Crazy. oh, you want me to support your comedy career? How you want me? And I'm like, bitch, why are you trying to treat me like I'm working on the mixtape? But there's men like that too. I've encountered men that's very insecure, like mm-hmm. legit. Like I, you know, I do comedy, so uh, the men, all I, all it is, is a man world. This is a sausage party comedy, like for real, for real. So, like all the comics, they just love me. I just, I get along with everybody. So when I take pictures with them, legit, my ex, he gonna hit me up talking about who is. First off, we're not even dating. First off, why is you? Huh? You you don't you you're never you're never going to get a chance right dear because you're insecure about first off this is a little oh, white boy I don't even like little white boys like you know what I'm saying and this black guy right here he ain't even my type and you gonna ask me because you too first off if you did have a chance your chance is over you too insecure because this is my job so I'm not yes. about to stop what I'm doing just to satisfy you pop this is my life it is what it is so to the man that want Quana. <laughs> you better be ready to see me around a lot of men. I don't want none of these dudes. They my coworkers. Trust me. I make sure that is known. Do not right. look at me as no sexual thing. I, I don't care if you the finest comic I ever saw because I've seen some sexual comics. And I'm just like, nope, coworker. I, and they have the com- comedians have tried me, but oh no, I don't need no insecure men around me, bro. Like no, no, no. Yeah. So you know what? It's nasty yeah. for me to be secure. Like I need you to be secure. Yeah. My thing Especially is. Yeah, <laughs> my thing is, I I like to be low key in my relationships. I think that 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 be a problem for like some of the girls that I've dated because I want I guess the ones that I'm with want to be claimed, and I'm just like so when I say you're my girl, we're together. What more claiming do I need to do? You know what I'm saying? Like how much more claim do you need? I'm not saying when we're out. You got to sit on the opposite side of the building, and I got to sit on this side of the building. I'm just saying, do we have to let everybody know every five seconds we together? We together. See her, she with me. See me, I'm with her. You know what I'm saying? That sounds more so like validation to me. Do you post them on social media when you are in a relationship with them? For, like, like, they don't this, have to be all the time, but do you? Right, even- that's what I'm saying. Like, my thing is. We on two different frequencies. Do you need me to post you every day? No. Do you need me to say, wake up thinking of you? Like, how how, how claimed do you need to feel? You know what I'm saying? When we're out and about. You know what I mean? My thing is, we're, we're, we're together. People see us together. People know we're together. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
and I'm not even trying to bring celebrities into it, but I'm just this is just for example. Do Jay Z and Beyonce need to let everybody know they're together? Do you know they're together? We know they're together. You know what I'm saying? Do you does does, does Harry and 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 um Meghan Markle do you do they need to announce? I got I think it's his name right. Do they need to announce? So what I'm saying is, it, they people know it, people see it. You know what I'm saying? So if you don't feel claimed after all of that, you know what I'm saying? It's you don't need a relationship. You need a couch, and you need a person with a notepad going over what happened to you when you were six. <laughs> When you didn't feel like you were getting the attention that you needed, it's true. It's true. because there's no reason. Yeah, there's no reason. Yeah, that you gotta have a selfie every other day. You gotta, you know, we gotta be clinked up every other day. Because I actually, I was with someone who was actually in the same field, so we're both comedians. You know what I'm saying? So my thing is, you already know what this is. You should already know what this is. And that's why I said, I'm never doing that again. I said, oh, learn my lesson. Never again. But my thing is, I'm like, it was so odd to me because it was just like, I, I, I barely talked to my friends about it because that's how private I am too. Maybe I'm a little too, too private for my own good. But I just yeah, believe that our business is our business. You know what I'm saying? Like every other, every other day I catch you talking to somebody else about an argument. About oh yeah he mad because he didn't get fries he mad because he didn't do this I was like damn they really need to know all that so me I was just like "Mm, mm, you been and told somebody I cried today you talk too much you know what I'm saying like (laughs) you ain't nothing wrong with crying honey no ain't nothing wrong with crying I'm just saying you know it's just like (laughs) I have a vulnerable moment I'm like yeah you know I always felt this way about my dad and I dropped a tear. This nigga crying about his damn <laughs> like anybody got that? Like no, I ain't, no, I ain't. You know what I'm saying? Just it's, like, I, I, I. it's interesting how much people want you to change on th- within three dates. Yeah, I don't like, know if people like we we're married by date five. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But you play and PlayStation. I, I had to yep. find out that it's you got like, kids because you slipped. Now you keep all your stuff private, but you slipped. And told me you was a parent. How you have was, a kid? You know, got a kid. Got a kid. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't even... Kid. That... Uh, right, right. Like, you know what I'm saying? The child is grown. Now the child has a child. So you're actually a grandparent. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm in this, I'm a grandfather before I'm a damn father. That's crazy. Crazy. So my thing is, look, I'm already talking. But my thing is, it's just like, I find that crazy. But this same person... Well, listen to people on online. Listen to these gurus about how a man is supposed to treat you, how he's supposed to show up. You listen to the other way to exhale circle. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not trying to dog women too much. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying, but it's just like, like you listen to your other group of manless friends, and they give you advice that's gonna put you in a relationship of one, which is by yourself and your roles, because <laughs> you. You don't know how to be in a relationship. You don't. And I actually, that's why I, I tell you, I was like, the reason why we can't be in a relationship because there's no room for me. Not because we both big Godzillas. There's no room for me because everybody else has to be in a relationship with us. Can't have people in your there's, 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 no, there's nothing sacred because everybody has to see. Everybody got to know. Everybody got to be in on it because if a man don't claim you and a man don't do this, 
according to this IG video, he ain't really with you. And so it's just like, yeah, ain't no room for me. There's no room for me. Well, I'm supposed to accept all your bad behavior. And then I, I, I point out certain things that I don't like and I'm critical. So it's just like, yeah, oh, I hate the one-sided. You date someone, you can't date someone who subscribe to a media mindset. Well, can't do I mean, uh, and a lot of people are on that tip of I want to be able to constructively criticize. There was actually someone on Hinge that had a voice message where they were like, "I want to be with someone that can accept constructive criticism respectfully." And it's like, well, first of all, that's that's a privilege that's earned, right? No, I yeah, feel like it's, it's, uh, no, I look at it like this. I look at it like I'm just this type of person. Like I feel like, well, you know what you said, earn. Like it's something you grow into. I feel like it's something you grow into. Now, you ain't just about to come off back just telling me, oh, you got you got abandonment issues. You know what I mean? You're not about to just like, you know what I'm saying? Like, give me a minute. Give me a minute. Like, how did it, you figure? Is you a psychic? Are you a prophet or something? It's something like, strange to put on a dating app. When you're like, this is what I'm going to come into. When you love somebody, you want to make sure they straight. Like, that's how I am with my friends. I don't want, like, I don't, I don't, I don't want people around me. I'm going to use my friends because that's the relationship that I have right now. That's right. Right. With my friends, if I love you, I'm going to, I'm not criticizing you at a place of like, where you got to feel like a bad person. Cause I, I have faults too. I will want you to. Keep it real with me if you see something wrong. With me if you think that if you see that I'm that I'm falling in the same trap all the time of being gullible, right? Right. Why sit back and watch me continuously? And you know it break my heart. I'm keep I'm trying to figure out this issue, and you just keep seeing. Every time I look around, I'm in the, I'm in the face of a new man because I keep falling for the I'm just gullible falling for this trap. If you love me, you'll sit down and tell me, listen. This is what I see. I see you keep falling for the same type, but I keep you see you falling for these words. You fall, that's really gullible. Like you should work on da 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 da. I'm not gonna take it as you. Oh my God, you judging me? No, thank you. But a lot of people don't want to look in the mirror. So as that girl thing, I'm I wouldn't put that on my on my online dating thing. I'm not gonna put it. But as you get to know me, you're gonna know that I'm the type of person that. If I see something wrong, I'm going to say something because yeah, if, I wanna, if I first meet you for the first time, yeah. I don't want to, I want to hear you talking shit. Mm. Uh, well, me, that, that's why that's why it's I'm weird right now. Being a comedian dating me, I cat dudes like it's something I need to be delivered from. Amen. I need. To I be mean, delivered. it's but weird. Cat. It's just to see if people yeah. hang with the punches because I'm I'm not a I'm not a soft girl, so you're not you're yeah, not yeah, about yeah. to punch. I guess you, see, you know what I think. Uh, I guess you can put that on your dating app if you want, but I cap do. I'm a cat. I got jokes. Yeah. So, but you know what my thing is? I think no one should have to like hide who they are or like you know how they show up in a relationship. I just think everything is about like, especially if it's online, then you got to be a salesman. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like you could have a shiny Cadillac in the car, you know, in the driveway, but it's all about your presentation. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it could be the baddest car on the lot, but if you, you know, presenting it like it's a piece of shit, ain't nobody coming to it. I think it's more so about the relationship. Like, I mean, the like, there's no correction without relationship. You know what I'm saying? So my thing is, okay, I know my lady got a problem with me coming out like blunt. Like, she does not like me being blunt. Now, I'm not going to change being blunt. You know what I'm saying? But 
if I respect her enough, you know what I'm saying, then I know, okay, I can water it down. I can I can like not make sure the edges are so serrated because I still have to tell you this, but I may not have to puncture your lung in the process. You know what I mean? But my thing is because then what you're doing is you're now you're not being you because I'm trying to satisfy you know, I'm trying to satisfy your all your needs and I can't be myself. But my thing is I think that people should know exactly what they're getting in a relationship, but then you can't get upset though if they do decide that you're not for them. You know what I mean? I have a friend tell me, "Oh, this who I am. I'm this. I'm that. I do this. I do that. I don't believe in lotion. I don't do this. I don't do that. I don't do." You know what I'm saying? And so I gotta respect that you loud, you like being ashy. You know what I'm saying? You don't believe in showers. I have to respect that. Now I can say hygiene is important to me. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to go down there and smells like a fish tank. Lotion is good because rubbing on your body, I don't want to draw blood on my body because, you know, if I want to rub your back down and my hand get caught on some dry skin, that's a, that's a bit much for me. Oh, you just trying to change me. You just, I'm not trying to change you. I'm just saying this is what I like. So out of respect, I'm going to let you be crusty and stanky. You know what I'm saying? No, the hell I'm not, honey. But I'm I got to move on. I got to move on. You know what I'm saying? I got to move on. That was still blunt, but I didn't say you fish smelling dry, crusty. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't go there because I could go there. Like you say, we, me and you, we capped. I capped. So my thing is, I'm just like, that might break a heart. But my thing is, that that's what I mean by like, okay, it cannot be one-sided in a relationship where all of what you say go you can exist in this space the way you want to exist in this space. And then the other person has to take a back seat and be like, that's why grandma and their marriages be 60 some years, but they wasn't happy. You know what I'm saying? Because somebody, you know, basically was running the show all this time and they got 60 years, but these niggas only been happy 15. You know what I'm saying? They only had a good 15. The rest of them. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's why it's eight other family members that show up at the funeral. You know what I'm saying? Like, he had a whole other... Like, this stuff come up. So, to me, I'm like, mm, tell me who you are so we can you know, make, make this easy in the beginning. Well, let me uh, let me tell this story because we got to wrap up. Oh, okay. Uh, so... Don't be doing this to us. This is a great topic. You should let it just go. I know it's a great topic, but... We got schedules. Right, right, right. I got a schedule. But I wanna I wanna have you I wanna have you guys on this podcast again. Did you guys are you guys having fun enjoying yourselves? Oh yeah. I think maybe we should just get into the topic on here at first so so we can have a long time to talk about it. I, I know. I mean yeah, yeah. my episodes be long as fuck. My episodes be like two hours. <laughs> right. But okay. So I was physically assaulted by one of my hinge dates. Dang. On the third, on the um, no, it was like the fourth date. What and she did. So I, I gotta know what she. I, mean, I right, gotta know because because a lot of times what happens is people be like, "Well, what'd you do? Nothing." <laughs> uh, again, broken people. So mm-hmm. so there was this one young lady that I met, and we went out. We went um. We met at a restaurant first, and she was cool too. She was cool. She was another writer, 
you know, we talked about story ideas. She came over and stuff and everything. She didn't have no problem with my place or nothing like that. So it was like, you know, we we went to a restaurant. Then we went to a rooftop sky restaurant in downtown L.A. I mean, like on top of a skyscraper. Like you could look the U.S. Bank building in the face, right? We went to see Black Panther together. Um, she beat you at the Wakanda forever. No, so but but her problem was that she liked to drink and forget things, mm. right? And after it all happened, I went back and I remembered. I remember she came over to my place. I had like a bottle of whiskey in my place, and I don't drink by myself. That shit was gone. Dang. She like by the time she she took like a shot in the morning and shit, and it was just like so when so when I started thinking about it. I was like, oh, shit, right? So I was having issues at my job. Um, Like, I was worried about losing my job and stuff. I had to meet with my boss and HR and all that stuff, so I was worried. So I would, like, we were texting back and forth, and I would tell you, you know, I'm not liking this at my job. I'm not liking this dude at my job. I'm worried about this. I'm worried about that. But she felt that we were... She felt that we were being pulled apart for some reason, even though we were communicating every day about stuff that was happening. Mm. And she sent a text message the day before, and she's like, I felt that we are distant. Do you not want to talk to me anymore? And I said, no. I, I said, no. We, I like talking to you. Do you want to, Are we still on for tomorrow or whatever, right? And she wanted me at 8 to talk, but I ended up running late. I like her and I said, I'm going to be running late. So I picked her up and she was mad at me. And we had this conversation. And the weird thing about the conversation was that she started projecting a lot of stuff on me during the conversation. Right. And again, this goes to what we were talking about before, Shaquana, with the woman that's like, you should be able to take criticism from me from the beginning. Right. And it's like, I agree that in a relationship, you should be able to talk to each other and help each other get better. But I think that, like sex, I think that's something that you have to work towards. Yeah. yeah. Because you have to figure out how comfortable you are with the person to give yourself to them in that way, right? Both ways, sex or criticism or your guts, basically, Right, right. right? So... I've been stressed out all week from my job. And basically, she was like, she did that whole, I'm trying to have a conversation with you like an adult. You know, real men talk this way. And I, when she started saying that shit, I was like, okay, I'm already done with this conversation. Right, right. Here we go. Right? Because it's going to be one of those type of things, right? Mm-hmm. And I basically told her, she's like, you made me feel like I didn't, you know, I don't need you to love me. My parents love me, love me and all. And I'm like, wait a minute, what are you talking about? She's crazy. I was like, what? Like, what? What? You know, my dad loves me and stuff. I don't need you to love. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Ooh. Right. And it got to a part where she's like, well, you know, I know you have daddy issues. I have daddy issues. I get it. Blah, blah. And I'm like, wait a minute, I didn't say nothing about my dad. <laughs> I'm like, so something. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, something is happening. Like, I don't know what's going crazy. on. Right. So she's like, you made me feel this way when you didn't tell me what happened at your job. 
And I'm like, well, it's not really your business. So what I said was, I said, I'm sorry you felt that way. And when I said that, I meant it. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Like, I'm not sorry that I didn't give you information that you don't have a right to. Right. I decide whether I want to tell you or not, but you tell me I didn't tell you. I'm sorry you felt that way because I'm sorry you feel that I have to give you shit for you to feel like you're you're a part, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Close, right? So she's like, how dare you? You're condescending and you're an asshole and you're this and you're that. And I'd say you're crazy. So I'm then sure. we went to the uh, <laughs> gathering, the writers group that we went to, and then I found out all her friends were white. And... She had a couple of drinks. Uh, when she said, how dare you? Well, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, she had a few drinks. The saying that they have nothing to do with that was a clear cut right there, too. Honey, this ain't got nothing to do with you, honey. Well, when she was singing, Alanis Moore said at the karaoke, I should have known. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Dang. So, anyway. So I'm thinking we're in a good place. You know, she's like, we're sitting together. She's like rubbing my arm and stuff. She's like, oh, I like you. You're or whatever. You're cute. And I'm like, okay, she's a little drunk. So we're not going to do anything because I don't mess with drunk women. I don't. Mm-hmm. Even if we're dating, I'm like, yo, I'll take you home and you can go to bed. But I ain't. We can sleep in the same bed, too. But I ain't doing nothing with you because right. I don't believe in that. Right. 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 So I'm basically like, okay, we're in a good, you know, we're in a good spot. You know, we're kind of happy. So we're walking home. And then I guess she got mad again or something. So she just walks off. And I'm looking around and I don't know where she is. And what's ironic is I turned around looking for her and I saw one of my ex-girlfriends on the sidewalk. Like standing right in my face with her friends. And I'm like, oh boy, this is about, this ain't this a bitch. This is, this is. I had no idea that this was a red herring. I had no idea right, right. this was a sign that the night was going to take a turn for the worst. So I find my date. She's all the way down the block. And I walk up to her. I'm like, yo, where you were? I was looking for you or whatever, right? And she's like on her the phone with her mom or whatever. And she starts speaking, but it's like gibberish. Mm. Like it's not coherent. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, she's drunk. Let me like get her home. Yeah. So I'm like, yo, come on, let's go back to the car, right? So we're walking back. She's like, no, stop. We need to talk. And I was like, no, I'm not standing out in the fucking sidewalk. Like, I want to, like, I'm done at this point. I'm done. I want to take you home. I want to go home. I want to go to bed. I want to, I'm, we can talk in the morning. Right. So I'm like, yo, let's get in the car. And then when she says, man, I don't need you, nigga. As soon as she said that, I should have been like, you know, I'm just going to leave, right? So I'm like, I'm just going to leave. So I walked out of my car. But like, I felt guilty. So I drove back to where she, because I don't want to leave her in downtown LA. You was out of there. And you came back. Go ahead. (laughs) What did you say? It's time for you to get a backbone, Kenny. Stop letting these females do like that. So so I drove down. She got in the car. And we're driving back. And I know where she starts putting her hands in my face. So I grab her hands, and as soon as I grab her hands, she starts swinging on me and shit, right? And she takes and she takes the seatbelt and she wraps it around my neck, 
<laughs> and starts pulling, and she sits in my lap. Yeah, she she starts she starts choking me with the seatbelt. He didn't want that. She was she she choking me with the seatbelt. I swear to God. Kaden should have known. He, he started choking me with the seatbelt, and she's grabbing the steering wheel. She's I don't know when, I don't know how this bitch got three arms, but she grabbed the steering wheel, choking me with the seatbelt, and grabbing the transmission at the same time. That was her and foot. And the car's like weaving and shit. So I pull over, and I'm yelling at her to get out the car, and uh. she's trying to like put her hands on me and put them in my face. So every time I'm grabbing at her, she's trying to like hit me and shit. She's like punching me in my gut and all that shit. And I told her to get out of my car. She wouldn't get out of my car. So I'm like a block away from her house. So I just drive down the block and I pull up in front of her apartment. And I said, yo, get out, right? And she literally looks around and there's people on the street. And she's like, oh, there's like people around. That's what she said. She said, oh, there's people around. And she's like, I'm not getting out of your car. And then she like waited till people left. And she started hitting me again. So I got out the car and I dragged her out the car and I'm trying to leave. But she's like going like full Rocky and shit on me. Mm. Nope. Mm. Nope, we good. And that I was see. Out of Chris Brown, the fast bump hit <laughs> Well, so, so the thing about this, the only thing that was really hurt was my ego. Like she grabbed my shirt and she ripped my shirt. And she had, I had necklace on. She like ripped my necklace and all that shit. And she was like smacking me and punching me in the face and in the gut and everything. And I let her tire herself out because she was starting. She was like talking to me. She's like, I don't know what, I don't know what you're gonna do in L.A. with that baby dick. I said, I'm getting hit. I'm like, first of all, why am I? Why you gotta talk about my dick? <laughs> she's just saying all this shit. She said, she's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got a baby dick and all. I'm like, the fuck? Left that out, Keenan. We didn't even hear that part, Keenan. You have to tell us that part. Okay? I'm like, hold on. I'm like, you definitely confused me with somebody else. Oh. <laughs> you're, you're having a flashback or something. So I let her tire herself out. But the but the issue, it's very hard to defend yourself against an attacking woman without hitting her. Like First I was of all, getting... when she was drunk, if she was drunk, she'd have got a quick head, but I'd be like, why did you just hit the dashboard? I didn't think that I, the, the longer it went, the more upset I got. Because I'm like, I'm not going to hit you. But the fact that you're literally trying to hurt me, like I was getting mad. And, yeah. she, and I was like going to get in my car. She kept running around and like preventing me from like getting in the car. And she, and she was telling me she was going to kill me and shit. So first I'm like, first of all, I'm like, first of all, someone's going to call my mother about this crazy bitch stabbing <laughs> me or shooting me or some shit. I was getting mad. Yeah, man. About. I pressed charge. And, and, and she was... I would definitely call the cops on her. First off, I'm going to tell you right here, Keenan. When she started acting weird, he was confused before y'all even went to where y'all was supposed to go. I'd have brought her back home because one, you're being really weird. Like, right. the fact that you getting offended by something that didn't really have nothing, you really took it to the heart. I don't want to go. You turned me off right then. I'll just, you know what? Yeah, we, we don't even got to go to where we going to. I'm just going to bring you back home because that right there was a sign to me. That would have been like, yeah, something, but it's just something not right. Something is not right. Yep. And that she was a drinker. Um, 
that is another bad sign right there. Like I would have just just definitely definitely Hold on, let me add one more other point too. And on top of that, you said she hung out with a whole bunch of white people, hence why she wanted to hang you with the seatbelt. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? <laughs> she said Henry Brown. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> I mean, you know some saying? of us, Jeez. some of us black folks act caucasically. You know what I mean? You she know what I'm saying? Neck. She's about to rope you up. You know what I'm saying? Literally, she's the hangman sticker. That's what I'm saying. But but oh, yeah, I'm sorry, bro. all of it came together afterwards. I was like, oh shit, this bitch drinks a lot. Mm-mm. Yeah, I, I just feel like women like her. Yeah, they she's don't a violent drunk. Therapy, because yep. one, you drinking like that, something is wrong with you. Like seriously, yep. anybody yep. that wake up drinking, wake up drinking, you have internal, eternal issues. Okay. Yep. That go ahead and get fixed, because yeah, then you projecting and ain't I, what you projecting ain't got nothing to do with. Like it's just you got issues, and right. she need. To, and then, yeah, no, no wonder she no. on here. Because a dude in real life, a real dude, they ain't gonna look at her. They're gonna look at her like they're gonna be able to smell that she's crazy immediately. Like something's <laughs> wrong. So yeah. So the, the next I told my brothers. The next yeah. day she calls heterosexual on the sexuality level, but them hands better be bisexual if she comes. That my mom said. So my little brother. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you gotta the, the day down hey. here. You gotta know how to fight. I learned you gotta, you gotta know how to fight now. Yeah, I give you listen, cause I don't, I don't, I don't like. I'm like kidding. I do not believe. You know, I don't want to hit you. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to go there with you. But when you are like literally, like no, you like literally swinging, trying yeah. to hurt me. Okay, yeah. I may not rock you by boy. You know what I'm saying? But I may have to like. Pop you just like do something to stop you. You know what I'm saying? Because see, the thing is, you don't care about me. You know what I mean? You're trying to do bodily harm. Because then after that, you about to grab something next. You about to grab something next. You about to do something next. You finna do something. But then after that, we done. We done. We done. But I am pressing charges because see, that's the next thing. You the type that's gonna hit, knock me out, try to do all kinds of stuff. Then I swing back or do something. Then you want to call all your brothers and fathers and friends, and then you know try to make a whole Rosewood situation. You know what I'm saying? Try to mess up my thing because you're trying to cover up. You know what I'm saying? You're trying to cover up your situation. So no, 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 no. Her name would be every police precinct. I'd be like on a 2020 interview. I felt scared. I felt <laughs> scarred. You know what I'm saying? I add a couple scratches if I need to. You know what I'm saying? So the so 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 the next day she called a straight battered woman, Keenan. If I was you, just oh oh, look at my face. Did I'd have had some um, dope makeup artist make me up? I should have got Amber Heard's get Amber Heard's makeup artist. Yes. Oh, you worried about people seeing you, lady? You really about to be seen. Who framed Roger Rabbit? I did. I'm finna get this chick. So the next day she called, didn't remember anything. And no. she still was on that trip. She was still on that trip. I'm trying to have an adult conversation with you and all that shit. No, you a wounded child that suppresses everything. You ain't even a no. Don't yeah. don't go don't go to therapy yep. now. Yep. Yeah, so violently drunk. I did file a police report. Good. 
I, I I decided to follow it because I said just in case she trying to. I said I'm going first. From you, you better. Yep. And and I also got her account banned off Hinge. Amen. <laughs> now she's unhinged. <laughs> She wanted to have an adult conversation, but then she ended up swinging like on the playground. But well, Reggie and Shaquana, thank you so much for coming on this uh, episode of Culture. Uh, for those thank of you, you out there, I'm going to talk to the camera now. For those of you out there that are looking to date, please, oh please, oh please, get therapy. Make sure that you take Don't. care of yourself mentally as well as physically. Love yourself so that you can love others. Yes. Uh, y'all, Reggie and uh, Shaquana, real quick. Uh, where can we find you? Ladies first. Oh, amen. Um, you can find me on um, Instagram at I am Shaquana, S-H-A-Q-A-N-A, Cochran, C-O-C-H-R-A-N. That's all together, no spaces. And you can also find me on Facebook at Shaquana Cochran. Um, those are my two. Oh, yeah, and Reggie. TikTok. Your girl, your um, Y R L G, no, Y O U R G R L underscore Q A N A. That's my tip. Cool. Yes, I'm on IG. You can find me, comedian Reggie Williams. All the dates and stuff like that that I have coming up will be there. Funny little skits, cause you know all kinds of crazy things is is on comedian Reggie Williams. Facebook comedian Reggie Williams. I was just when you said TikTok, I was trying to figure out do I have a TikTok, and I do. I just don't know if it's comedian Reggie Williams, but uh, yeah, it's comedian Reggie Williams on TikTok as well. Now I am over the age of thirty, so you won't see many TikTok videos unless my twelve-year-old helps me edit them. So right now I only have about three, but you can finally, you can mainly see me on uh, Instagram, uh, comedian Reggie Williams. My TikTok, you're gonna see on my social media, people. I'm just gonna tell you what y'all gonna see. Y'all gonna see me talking about the Lord, okay? Because I love the Lord. Y'all gonna see me talk about the Lord. Y'all gonna see me stuff. So y'all is gonna see me. I don't. I don't just like you're gonna just see Shaquana. You're gonna see 
tour dates. You're going to see my flyers. You're going to see all that good stuff. You're going to see my life. That's what my social media looks like. And again, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Keenan J. Floyd. Hey, guys, if you haven't, uh, thank you for checking out this episode of Cultured. Make sure you guys like, share, and subscribe to this channel. I want to hear about your dating experiences, too. Have you had some goofy online dating experiences? Make sure you put it in the comment section below. I will engage, I promise. Also, look out for tickets to my upcoming tour, the Bicennial Millennial Comedy Tour. First show is going to be in West Hartford, Connecticut, January 27th. Nice. Be loved. Love each other. Hey, bro. This has been cultured. Hey, bro. The answer is Richard Potter. Potter. The first black musician. Where he was from? He was from... He was born and raised in America. What year? 1783. Wait, hold on. Do me me a favor. Say that one more time because I'm going to have to edit it. Okay. Into the thing. Go ahead. And to your question about who the first black musician, his name is Richard Potter. He was born 1783 and he died 1835. He's and the when first. Did Richard Fox Henry, when did Henry Fox Brown do that? Because I think he was he, first he black started musician. his he he started his musician act in the early 1800s. Oh yeah. Uh, it's, Henry Box Brown wasn't doing um wasn't doing magician shit until eighteen eighty-nine. Yeah, he was uh doing Richard was doing hip hip he was doing hypnotist, he was a hypnotist and a ventriloquist and a musician. So he was doing three acts and he started in the eighteen hundreds and he was born in Hopticon, Massachusetts. Mm. Wow. That's close to Connecticut. Yep. He was getting that coin. All right. I don't know if you have heard